Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Aimless Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get ready for the best super coach show on the planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. Hello and welcome back to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Jamin Salmons. We are here today. Picklebit have dumped us already. No, I'm just kidding. Um, We're here today in studio. Uh, one of our producers was out today, so we had to organize something different. It's a nice little setup, but I have a full panel with me here today. First, the coach of 2GB, Ryan Hadley. How are you, Ryan? Good, Saz. What's going on? You been well? I have been well. It's been a while. It has been a few weeks now. Um, back on the up, and I jumped back on the pot again, so shock. You are not far behind myself. We're going all right, us. What are we, 500 and something or 400 and something, which is nice. Oh, what so, are we? <laughs> yeah. Just just, uh, just, just, refresh all our memories. Yeah, you got good. no idea, do you? It's <laughs> nah, not a chance. <laughs> and if, you, if you're listening in right here, we've got one of the OG super coaches, the real super coach guru. Hads, I don't know, I'm, I'm just speaking for myself here, but this guy right here, if you get approval from him super coach-wise... You've got approval. Yeah. Grant's the guy. Sorry, the spoiler for the introduction. <laughs> he's, he's the guy that I go to that will stop me doing stupid shit or make sure whatever I'm doing makes actual sense like it does in my head. So whatever Grant says goes when I ask him a question. He's the voice of reasoning, Grant McCartan. And that's, why, that's oh. why he's wearing his business parlor. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, he was on the show last year, was coming first at one point. Yeah, at one point, Savs, and <laughs> uh, not quite where I finished, um, dropped off a little bit in the back half. So I think maybe the voice of reason might be the, the voice of boring sometimes. I don't, I'm not, not the pod guru that someone like Timmy is, but uh, yeah, I think that's my, that's my, I know, I know my role and, and I play it well. Very um, Anthony Griffin player <laughs> uh, type person. You're Ben Hunt of, Anth- of Anthony Griffin's, are you? I like to call myself the the whisperer of rookie players, you're the whisperer of experienced players. So yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind that, Savs. I think, I, um, I think my, my knowledge is more in, in the fringes and blokes who've played a bit of, bit of cup football and I always, always got a little bit of inside mayo on, on those guys. You're one of the guys who goes home and watches the cup highlights every, <laughs> after every game before the first grade game. <laughs> Righto, let's get to some co- super coach, rather. Um, but first, Ryan Hadley... Just signed a three-year deal extension with the New South Wales Blues. Congratulations, Ryan. Thank Congrats, you, Jens. Thank you, Jens. It's been a long time coming, um, and it was happening when we were over at the Bella Vista one a few weeks ago, so it's good to have that. So you're in the middle of the talks there, were you? Yeah, and you asked me all these questions that I didn't know what was going on, so it was, it was a tough one, but um, yeah, it's all sorted, so happy to be happy to be staying. You were close to going somewhere else, were you? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> I, should, I should have prefaced with that. Uh, guys, hot topics of the round. It's a big Supercoach TLT that's dropped. But the first hot topic of the week, non-round 13 cheapies. There have been two excellent cheapies that have popped up this week in Billy Smith and Harrison Edwards. Hads, I want to get your take on both of these guys because they seem really hard not to pass up on. To pass up on, rather. But... It's they don't play around thirteen, so it is very tricky. Yeah, I think 
I think it'll be tougher guys. I know a few guys that are kind of trying to bring both of them in this week without a boost, and I think I'm not sure about that if that's a play or not. Um, if it allows you to bring in an absolute gun, I think that that will play round 13. I'm doing that this week. I think I think you can probably go one of them um, or boost and potentially go two, but even that I'll be thinking hard about. Um, of the two, without jumping ahead, I, I prefer Billy Smith. I'm just not 100% sure on um, on the minutes Harrison's going to get at the Dogs. I know he's played some big minutes the last few weeks, but who knows what's happening going forward. Billy Smith's actually looked okay for the Roosters in a struggling side, I suppose. Billy Smith has looked very good, but my concern with Billy Smith is we've seen how the last few years have played out for him injury-wise and just, just kind of putting it all together. Like, he's taken a while... And he's come out these first two game, games that absolutely busted out massive scores. But is that sustainable for someone like Billy Smith? I'll go to you, Grant. What are your thoughts on – I guess we'll start with Billy Smith. Yeah, so I, th- I think with um, with Billy, the key to him has obviously been injuries. And I think the fact that he's always straight back into the starting lineup in that Roosters back line probably says a lot about his quality. He's well thought of around the club. And, and I think the, that shows that he's always had the talent but he just can't stay on the field. So 290K, good buy coverage from 14 onwards. I think he's actually probably the type of guy that I would want. If I was looking at Har- – to, to touch on Harrison Edwards, he's a bit of a plotter, but he's going to get the big minutes when he does play. He sort of he sort of reminds me a bit of Aiden Tolman in his style. He doesn't – not going to have many attacking stats, probably lucked into some last week, but <laughs> – I think um, I think yeah. If, if I was if I was ordering them, Billy Billy Smith would be first, and it's it's purely because he's more highly thought of, and he's straight back in the side. With Billy Smith, uh, for the Lowell grades for the last three years, apparently they've they want people to buy into their culture at the Roosters, and they always use Billy Smith as an example. So he's very highly thought of in the club. I think his position is safe within the club. Um, I'm not worried about his position. I just think. Center wings, we are very stacked. And if you can fit him, I think it's really team dependent. I'll start off with trades this week. I actually am getting in Harrison Edwards. I'm passing on Billy Smith mainly because of the reason my forward pack, Franklin Pele, <laughs> Ben Murdoch-Masilla, yeah, yeah. Tom Eisenhuth in my second row, yeah. Josh Schuster in my second row. So I need to, I need to go to someone that's going to get me to someone a genuine keeper. In my centre wing, I've got Sloan and Taruva, who I can sell, but I'm selling one of them to Alex Johnston this week. So, geez, spoiling the trades already. <laughs> what are you going to say? I just think with, I think, like, obviously with Manu out, I think that's the main reason Smith is so much more highly traded in. Yeah. Um, and I think if that that's exactly what I'm doing, again, spoiling the trades, but I think a lot of people are just going to go straight swap Manu for Smith and free up cash for whatever else they're deciding to do for the week. Yeah, I think I think the the funny thing about Manu being out this week is it, it does give people a lot of comfort. But I'll be honest, I think the first centre that need, that would move for the Roosters this week would have been Suwali. I think they've got more of a problem on the wings than they've got in the in the centres at the moment. And if they were going to go a different direction with Manu back to the edge, I think Suwali would have been the one to move, whether he likes it or not. I think they really rate Billy Smith, and he can't play on the wing. So I think there's every chance that. Um Manu plays fullback at some stage when he comes back too. So um, if you're worried about him coming back during that kind of origin period and yep. um, take, and Manu taking Smith's spot on the edge, I think there's a chance, there's every chance Teddy doesn't play and Manu plays fullback. Looks like Manu is out this week, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're hearing whispers that 
background 14, which is quite awkward because, I, I mean, Billy Smith is going to make enough to warrant the trade regardless. But with Billy Smith, we don't know what that rotation is going to be like. What's your gut feeling? Because Drew Hutchinson is playing seven at the moment. I think at the moment, this is probably the best makeup for their side and Manu going back into the outside backs will work. And if they get a win against the St. George Illawarra Dragons this week after Hook getting sacked, which um, <laughs> you don't want to play a team after coach gets sacked, which is not good. But I can see him going back into the centres. I think it's all dependent on Teddy and how he pulls up from what day are they playing in round 14. How many? Saturday, I think. Yeah, see, I reckon that, that's touch and go for Teddy. I mean, they, Very. they're going to think that they need him as much as I don't think they do. And I, I think he's been average this year and... I actually think Manu's almost – don't shoot me, everyone, but I think Manu's <laughs> almost better for them at, yeah. at the back. Um, so I'd like to see Manu play one for a little bit, uh, even, if, even though I'm selling him. That will scare the living shit out of me. But, um, <laughs> Why do you I hate think, Teddy? Because <laughs> he's a Panthers fan. Don't, don't, you know, Te- don't you know who they want to be playing one in Origin <laughs> yeah, this year? <laughs> I don't hate Teddy. I think he just holds their attack a bit. and It's almost like when they struggle, he tries to do it all himself, and he's probably got the capabilities to do it, but I think it – It'd be better with Manu at the back. I've said this for a while, but I think I'm kind of leaning off it a little bit at the moment. I think Manu has stunted him in the last four weeks, him playing 5-8. Like, Teddy's in a perfect position most of the time to get the ball, but Manu takes the hit up 70% of the time. And while he's trying to develop a passing game at 5-8, it's just not working. And it's just, yeah, it's not good. Uh, Any other things on them two cheapies, lads? Uh, I don't have much, as I said. I think Harrison Edwards will play games. The good thing about Harrison Edwards is he'll probably miss entirely if he's not going to play big minutes. He's not someone they're going to bring off the bench and play shorter, like a shorter game time. He just doesn't have that impact. So I think what what everyone will be happy with is he's not going to be a massive AE emergency when he does, unless he's unless he's playing those big minutes. So that's probably helpful. It's a good call. Um, next topic, guys, buy coverage. Are we leaning towards aiming for people who play round 13 to 16 rather than going for people who play all the buyers? So Parramatta is the one that jumps out at me right here. Manly and Newcastle. In my opinion, the time to get them sort of players was a few weeks ago, and I think we've got to target these people who play round 14 right now because if you're behind that eight ball, round 13 isn't going to make the numbers up for you. I think round 13 and 14 as a collective is going to make the numbers up for you. What's your tactic in this kind of period right now? Yeah, I'm kind of steering away a little bit from the guys that don't play 14. I've already got a few that kind of been in my side the whole time. Um, it's at a point where, like, if I'm tossing up between two guys, so um, there's a chance of me getting someone like Tarpane or Hopgood, I might lean one way because Hopgood's obviously not playing 14. Um, and I agree totally, like... Asking around some of the numbers, guys have 14 compared to 13. They think they're all over it because around 13 numbers look good. And, yeah. you know, the new 13 man, they, they go, oh, I've got 15, so I'm sweet. But then the week after, they've got seven Origin players and yep. not, like two of them come back and back up yeah. and they're absolutely cooked. So uh, I'm trying to steer away from those guys from those three teams. Um, but it's hard. Like, we'll see how we go. I, there's some guys I can't pass. Like, I got Dylan Brown the other week knowing he's not going to play yeah. 14. Like, it is what it is, but... I imagine you're in the same boat. Yeah, well, currently I have no Parramatta players and Joey Manu's going out for me this week and I have the option between Alex Johnston and Ruben Garrick. I don't have Ruben Garrick in my side. I really want him this week, but 
not playing round 14. I think round 14 is going to be just as hard with all these popular players out. Ruben Garrick doesn't play round 14. Uh, Alex Johnson does. And I think just, just targeting the round 14 player with 17, you have to play 17 in round 14, Grant. Yeah, I think... For me, it's as simple as just looking at the makeup of your side. Every team's going to be a little bit different at this stage. There's probably some teams out there with, you know, nine guys from the Knights, Eels and, and Manly, <laughs> and, and they're probably going to have to start thinking about this a little harder. And there's probably guys out there with only three or four guys from those teams who can probably look at bringing some Eels in, especially given that they play all the buys, or, or, or Knights guys especially as well. So my plan over that time is to – I'd, I'd be assessing my side individually. I wouldn't be worrying about maybe what – everyone else is doing um but yeah if, you, if you've got you know you, you've got to play 30 guys over those two weeks and you've got to play and you've got five trades to do that without using a boost so you really need to have a game plan especially i actually think people are looking at next week as a big trade week but i think the two trades after leading into round 14 are going to be are going to be really really huge because you need to trade for 14 and 16 on those trades yeah i was going to boost this week and purposely held off using my last boost just just for that so in case I shit hits the fan round 14 and stuff doesn't go to plan I've got that kind of up my sleeve if I need it yeah because we don't know who's going to get rested yeah. at the moment as well like every origin for all we know it could be such a well we don't even know the game. sides yet. yeah, yeah. I've, also got, I've also got Walsh and, T- and Teddy and Turbo playing fullback for me at the moment yep. and, like, and, Nick, and guys like and, and working out what's going to happen with Hines and Luai for example like we don't because we don't know the sides this week you've just got to be a little extra cautious more than maybe you would be the sides aren't really as clear as they have been in the past it's very very tricky <laughs> I think next week is uh, we're going to be talking about Hines regardless next week um Shout out to Nico Hines. Uh, <laughs> just in this studio before us. You not, may, well, not long before you, us. You may recognise this room from, <laughs> from his podcast. <laughs> yes, this is how we um, <laughs> we figured it out. Um, but, yeah, shout out to DM Podcast because they've facilitated this for us. So shout out to them. For what it's worth, before, like, I know we'll probably touch on it in a second. Uh, I've had heaps of questions going, like, am I selling Cleary or Hines? Am I selling, like, which one? I think, I think Luai plays six. Almost 100%. Like Fiddler said some like little things in the media about, you know, like don't write him off, he's the favourite. And then he's come out and played like a gun the other day. I think Hines comes off the bench and then I hence think Hines backs up the week after. So I'm not stressed too much. Do you reckon it's a bit of smoke and mirrors though? He's trying to <laughs> trying to bluff the Queenslanders? I don't think so. I don't you think don't so. think so? With Nico's pretty face, he's never going to give anything away, <laughs> is he? <laughs> no. I... We'll talk about our origin right. sides. We're, yep. we're doing that today for our start bunch bench cut segment. Uh, what numbers are we looking at for round 13? Um, I think at this point of the season, like 13 is the number that we have to play, but are we aiming for more? Well, yeah. I've, had, I've had a bit of a rough trot the last couple of weeks in that I, I was, I'd planned specifically for 13 only, for 13, just because I knew I wanted to look after 14 and 16. Lane's injury last week and Schuster turning into whatever he's turned into has thrown that out a little bit. So he's unless, been named. Yeah, and and my concern with that is what's his what is he going to be in thirteen? Is he is he going to are they going to see him play again lazy and he's gone again because that's what's happened the last two times? Does his calf go on him? I'm concerned about that as a number at the moment. I'm counting him. Yeah, but. Even with him, without boosting, I'll only have twelve. So I, I, I wanted thirteen. Though I think I think you should be aiming for thirteen every buy round. There's no doubt about it. I've got twelve at the moment before this week 
four of those drop out for 14, so four Manly, Newcastle and um, Para players. Um, Walker come in probably this week, spoiler for my trades later. <laughs> Uh, so it takes us to 13. So then I don't have to stress too much next week. I don't think I can kind of play the board, see what's going on, and then maybe focus that next week towards the week after. I've got 12 at the moment, but counting Murdoch Masilla. Yeah. And, and sl- I didn't even count Murdoch Masilla. There. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Not worth it. <laughs> like, that's also with Walsh and Turbo, though. So yeah. like, if they both get picked, I could be up shit creek. Yeah. Uh, Murdoch Masilla and Sloan. I think Sloan could be a chance of being on the chopping block if he doesn't perform this week, especially with a new coach coming in. So um, I guess we'll see what happens this week and I'll use three trades at most next week. That'll get me to 13, 14. I think 14's a good number. If you're carrying someone like a Ben Merkel, yeah. Yeah, 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 I was going <laughs> to say, it depends on what your quality of that, of that, you know, I'm talking 13 guys that I genuinely want to walk on the field, not praying that... Ben doesn't come off the bench for 17 or something in the last 20. So Could do wonders, though. Could have a head knock in there and then Ben <laughs> comes in, saves the day, gets you those 15 extra points. I, f- I feel like with a new coach, he's going to play middle. I, I don't see him as an edge. I mean, he's a big too- boy. He's a bloody big boy. He, he can't defend, right? <laughs> he, he's got no no lateral movement in him whatsoever. So I'm with you. I mean, Jack Bird's been moved back out to the edge and we're starting Michael Molo. So oh, Jesus. I think I think that you know the new coach has brought Lomax back, brought Little back, so... Could be a different dragon side we see this week, although I'm not not anticipating a win. <laughs> I've held Teddy all this time for this matchup, and they sack Anthony Griffin on the week that they play the Roosters. Shock horror! Oh, Jesus, <laughs> both teams are in turmoil, yep. and I think that they've got to show up, both of them. What are your thoughts on them sacking Anthony Griffin? By the way, as a St George supporter, I think personally, I feel like they knew this was going to happen earlier in the season, so yep. why didn't they just do it then? Yeah, I think the, the the real problem at St George is the board. They've got guys who, I mean, they know footy, but their recruitment our recruitment's been terrible. I mean, look at the guys that we've brought in over the last few years. We've we've got an, an aging halfback who's absolute quality, and we've brought nothing in to support him over the last probably two years. Really, um, I think Griffin's probably a little bit. I don't think he's the best footy coach. I think he's a great man manager, and. Probably coaching a younger side, he's not he's not the guy. But the way they've handled it over the last six weeks has been terrible. I think honestly, the the board are the ones who should be the who should be facing the music, not Anthony Griffin. And you'll say, I think it'll come out. The players will probably say things maybe not quite that harsh and wary that it is their job. But I think they'll come out with with something like that. And and I know I'm assuming Ben Hunt's going to be furious because he's been Griffin's staunchest ally through the last two years really what do we need to see from them over the next couple of weeks like obviously we're not expecting a lot from them but people are going to go people are going to go um performances are going to happen what do we need to see we don't need to see anything from them to be honest but what direction should the club go in like clean slate what just, do you reckon? Just youth, Sack I think. The board? No, yeah, well, I'd start, but I think they do need a, a, a clean-up of the recruitment department and the board needs to face the, face the music a bit as well. But I'd say player-wise, I don't think any Dragons fans had high expectations this year. Yeah. And in a, in a competition that doesn't have a draft like the AFL or the NBA does where you know that you've got young talent potentially coming through, you just want to see what young talent you do have come uh, on the field. And the fact that we've dropped Lomax, who's been moved out of position – told to kick off a different tee, 
basically all sorts of different things that he's been told to do by the staff. I, you know, is that he, why his golf kick percentage is gone? That's the general thing. He, he's been working <laughs> with Je- uh, with Daryl Halligan, who's I mean, one of, the, short one of the greatest kickers of all time and likes a shorter tee. And Lomax, who's kicked at 80% for four consecutive seasons, has been been told to kick off a shorter tee because that's what Daryl Halligan says. So, I mean, look, it's just a, it's just one of many, many things that have happened this year that go to show the state of the, the Dragons. And But as a fan, I've got no expectations on the players to play yeah. any better. They're not good enough. That's It's as simple as that. We don't have that many first graders in the side. It must be so frustrating. I actually watch the Dragons and there's like tiny little glimpses in every game and I'm mm. like... Okay, like they yeah. might be cooking here, they might be, and then it just all falls off, yeah. off the off the deck, and it's just fucking. I just feel sorry for Ben Hunt. Honestly, yeah. that's that's yeah. how I feel. He was like so I, dejected the he, other day. He he tried. He's tried day in day out for two or three years. I mean, what was he th- second or third in Dally M last year? I just feel sorry for him. Not many, not many people. I hope. I really. For him this is going to sound pretty points. poor, but I really hope that he is able allowed to go mid season yeah. this year and he can go and compete somewhere. Yeah, because Where's he deserves to play. Where would he go? Dolphins. Dolphins, dogs, maybe the Tigers move Brooks to six, something like that. Yeah, I like it. I can't see uh, any of those happening. No. <laughs> on the weekend, 25th minute, he defends on the right, made a tackle in I the middle. That. Yep. Yeah, and got made, caught out. And then a tackle on the left, and then tackle back in the middle. and then He was the only one on the tackle. Yeah, and they, they scored and, they it, and, and he scored. just – shout out to Rugby League Guru for yeah. that because yeah. I wouldn't have I, noticed that yeah. at all. Um, but that's that's – Devastating for him because he's su- he's such a nice guy. And anyway, enough yep. dragon story. That- <laughs> no doubt he'll pull his, he'll pull his finger out and play bloody well for the Maroons. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely, he'll be outstanding. We can have a dragons podcast after this. <laughs> <laughs> non round thirteen targets. I think trading in this week, non round thirteen that aren't cheapies. Probably not the best tactic unless you've got thirteen numbers already and you're planning on using all three trades next week, or yep. you don't need to use any trades next week if you've got thirteen. But I think we just got to talk about it quickly. If you're going to go early on someone, is there anyone you're eyeing off? Oh, well, as, as, as I said before, I'm a little bit of the, the vanilla side of things, so I don't like trading early on guys like that. I mean, we've seen many times this year already injuries during the week just at training. Mm-hmm. But if I was really, you know, gun to my head type stuff, I would say that Kiraz and Tarpane would be probably the two guys. And that's purely from positions of, of need for myself, not not anything else other than well, that. Well, luckily for you, Tarpane plays round 13. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Yourself, Hats? I haven't, even, I haven't even looked at guys not playing round 13 for this week. And it was one of these – this week's been one of the weeks where I've had heaps of options. I feel like why I've done so well without tooting my own horn is I've, I've tried to take on what you kind of do and be that one step ahead. So guys, people that are guys are getting in now, you have Dylan Browns and um, Adam Fenua Blake and stuff, I kind of had them when <sighs> – don't start a week him. Up, a week after you. <laughs> Don't start him <laughs> oh, on AFP. Him a week after you. Yeah. You got him. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, I, I, purely because I couldn't afford Tarpane. Like, <laughs> I would have gone Tarpane if I could, but I couldn't afford him. So I got Adam <laughs> Blake. No wonder um, you're doing so well. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't even looked apart from that. So now I'm just looking for the next guy that's going to pop off that is playing round 13. I think yep. for me last week, this week it's Cody Walker. But Yeah. I like it. He's a good trade in this week, indigenous round. We'll talk about trades later. But. Um, Adam Fanil Blake, Jesus! I think um, I did a highlight in one of our chats on one of our many chats. By the way, there's a lot that we're in. Since I bought him, his scores have gone crazy. Like he scored, I think four out of six weeks that I've had him. He scored every week that I've had him. <laughs> really? About, yeah, maybe maybe missed one, but yeah. 
I think there was one week where he was named at 13 and played like 76 minutes. And Is that the week everyone got injured? Like Tohu got injured? Yeah, yeah. and he didn't. Tavanga got injured. Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. didn't get in. Like he didn't score any tries, but he just played so well that anyway, um, yeah, I just I just love to, to, to mention that every week, Adam Fennell Blake. It was not a buy. It was a buy. <laughs> it happened. Um, but one person I do, I am eyeing off, Elias Katoa. He's 480K at the moment, has pretty nice break even, not going to make money, not going to lose money this week. Scored 78 on the weekend, uh, and had, we know that Ezra Mam try. Oh, there's the try that Ezra Mam disallowed, batted out of his hands. He was very unlucky there, but anyone else? I mean, he's one that I watch, and from the start, everyone's had him, and I never had him, and I was like, oh, damn, I wish I had him. Then I hear everyone's trading him, and his people kept him. I was like, I don't know why these people are trade. Like, obviously, yeah. for their team, they obviously felt like they needed to, but yeah. he's been one that I just I kind of hate watching because he hasn't scored, really, and yeah. manages to churn out yeah. decent numbers. I think after this week, Elias Katoa, after 13, I think he's going to be a heavy target because he's at the right price. He's yeah. a nice downgrade option from a from someone who's just a bit higher priced. And um, the Sharks, the Sharks, wingers, outside backs, Mulatalo obviously won. Playing the Newcastle Knights this week at home, uh, I think Mulatalo, I've said this for three or four weeks straight now, I think Mulatalo's a nice one. Yeah, I think he is. I think you've, the only thing with Mulatalo is his, is his price, right? He's already, yeah. he's already, I mean, but there's a reason for that. He's been scoring well all year. He's on that, that, that Sharks left edge seems to have an infinite number of tries in it. Um, especially when Talakai plays, they look a little bit smoother with him out there. Teague Wilton scored tries this year. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty handy side. Um, but in saying that, there's nothing wrong with going going the other way and, and looking at Katoa or even probably a, a lot more potish and maybe not as much upside. But Jesse Ramian ha- does, as we know, score well in bunches and then can disappear off the face of the earth a little bit as well. I think the Sharks outside backs are probably a little dependent on Nico. Although Trindle is a very handy Rezzy's back. Trindle on the bench this week yeah. too, which I'm sure you'll get to, but that worries me a little bit. I wasn't actually going to get to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Trindle, I think Trindle's named at 14 this week, and I just oh. have a feeling that they might hook Nico after a little a bit spell. If, if he, right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's <laughs> – now you're doubting me because usually you're all over this, Savs, and you're the oh, one that tells me these I've things. I've probably had half an hour to prepare. Yeah. Bloody GMAC over here. <laughs> It's a bloody hassle yeah. me for the run sheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Braden Trindle four day in this week. Which right. Scares me so a bit. maybe, maybe the Sharks have got a bit of inside info that Nico's going to play six. Right. Maybe. So if they're up nice and early, watch out. I don't know. For me, that just like it doesn't worry me about Nico playing sixty five minutes. Cause I still think he's the yeah. best or second best half. Just he, he was going to be my captain this weekend. He might not be now yeah. just because of that. Well, we can just um, go segue to, nicely into that. <laughs> we can just go to our. Uh, he's our best mate now because we're, we're yeah. in his studio, so we can just go ask him. Uh, winners and losers from team list: Zach Hosking after a HIA's name five hundred seventy-four thousand fifty-seven thousand forty-seven thousand. Sorry, you're getting there. I got you. I'm getting yeah. there. <laughs> Seventy-four break-even. He's the second most traded out this week. Are we expecting the reverse trade button here? I as the Resident Panthers fan, I don't think so. I almost considered trading him this week, and if I was going to boost, he was probably going to be my next man to go. I think uh, there was a, a tweet that was put out that apparently passed his HIA last week and was kept off for strategic reasons or something, 
Um, and with Sorensen playing so well, Martin back on the bench, I'm just not 100% sure where he's going to fit into that side and if he's going to keep playing 80. Because if he doesn't score tries, I think he needs to play 80 for him to be a keep. Mind you, I actually think, and people have been like sleeping on it a little bit, and I know obviously Penrith are bloody pretty good. Um, but I think they actually have a pretty soft run when you look at it after this week. So they've got Brisbane without Reynolds. They've got St George, who suck, as we just spoke about. The Roosters going no good. The Cowboys going no good. Newcastle. That's a pretty soft run. I can see a lot of tries for Hosking. Mind you, Cleary probably going to be out for a lot of those games through Origin. So it's a really tough one. I'm holding, uh, but I don't blame anyone for selling if it's your way to someone that's playing 13. That could also be a negative for him because he's a tackle machine. If the ball isn't getting given to the other side, he's he can't make tackles. And he's got really good base with his tackles. And if he doesn't score tries, at least he's got that to back up on. And if they're not tackling, then he's not getting points. And if he's not scoring tries either, then he's not getting more points <laughs> either way. And with Liam Martin coming back, it is a bit of a worry. So, yeah, I think you could go either way, see how it plays out this week. Him playing against his old club, which is always a nice little uh, anytime try scorer play. Definitely. What are your I, thoughts? I think, um, I think with Hosking, the, the thing you got to look at that rotation last week was Scott Sorensen playing out of his skin. But Liam Martin actually came on in the middle before Hosking went off. It was a swap with Jamin Salmon, mm-hmm. who came on and then played, I think, about 35 minutes. And then Martin finished the game on the, the edge. They just didn't bring Hosking back for the last bit. So it will be interesting to see. I, I'd, prefer to sell, I'd prefer to move someone else yeah. and then have another week to look at Hosking. Might cost you a few dollars, but it's probably better off just playing the percentages there. It's not going to be a significant amount of money. No. Uh, Tyrell Sloan dropped another 60K. Did you play him this week? Yeah, I did. <laughs> 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 After my rant last week, I've um, come out again and play him again. He looked better, though. I've yeah. got to be honest. I think the last few weeks, I've just watched him closely. He doesn't want to get involved. Tried to get involved, but just wasn't working for him. So um, happy to keep him for round 13, but... 420k, geez, that stings him being 525. Well, I was what was it? 520. 525. I bought him for 298, though. So yeah, you can't I, I, think I'm, I think that's why I'm so happy to hold and a lot of people sold because they bought him at three. Same as Taruva for me. Yeah. I can, I can Taruva's. I know as soon as I sell him, he's going to go absolutely bananas on a try scoring streak. <laughs> Finally got his line break try last yeah, week yeah. after I, I've played him every week. <laughs> <laughs> Played Sloan instead of Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind, Penrith's soft run. Yeah. If Luai, oh. if Luai doesn't play six, they're gonna, I think they could go his side a lot. Yeah, right. So he no might, Tyo on the right. Might be a hold. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Cartwright and Hopgood, it's a win for them. With Sean Lane being injured, your pod grant, um, Hopgood, I think – I'm very keen on Hopgood, but I think it's fair to say you just got to wait a week because he is in the conversation for Origin. I don't think he makes it, but he is there and thereabouts. Yeah, I, th- I think he's in the in the conversation, but I think with the performances of Horsburgh, um, Cotter, you've still got incumbents around, and and Welch is I th- I think one of the most underrated footballers in the game, Christian Welch. I think Boring. they've got. <laughs> yeah, got, I mean, got a lot of Christian Welch about him. Eh? <laughs> I think um, his line speed and and defence early in the game is is important for Queensland. I think the guy that's probably in danger there is Josh Papali. Mm. I think he's the guy that's maybe a, a, a year overdone in in his footy, and so there's there's potential to be spots there. Tom Gilbert's in good form. I, I just 
whilst I, I would normally recommend not waiting a week, I just don't see Hopgood being at the mm. top of that pack. He, he probably came out that he looked like he might have been after two rounds this year, and I think it's just settled down a little bit. He's, he's lost, um, lost some touches, lost some ball playing with Madison back and Lane back the last few weeks. So definitely a buy for me, though. I guess Maddo is another one as well, 700K. I, I think I'm with New South Wales being a bit light. I am a bit worried, but yeah. I do think he's blacklisted, kind of. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want Maddo running alongside me in Origin. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, not, he's not for me. I'd, I'd definitely go Hopgood over him. Um, you definitely... But all the, to be honest, all the para forwards scare me just a little bit. Like, I never know what they're going to do. Like when the matter starts one week and Hopwood drops back to the bench again, like how many minutes Hopwood's going to get? It scares me a bit. I think it's it hurts a lot not only Hopwood at the moment, but he might be someone I might be willing to kind of watch go on. Go, Antipod, go yeah. Antipod. Everyone else has him and you don't. Playing um back to Madison playing Origin, you'd want to find out if you one of his teammates whether they get the payments before. Gee, it's cosy in here, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. I'm like smacking my chin on the mic. So <laughs> you got to duck down a little yeah, bit. No, no, I'm no. doing the same. No, I think um, I think with Madison, the he is a wait a week. Yeah. Whereas Hopgood, I I believe is much safer. I'm I'm actually keen on Madison as well. I I don't think he plays Origin. No. But he's just that perfect role. For yeah. Fitler, like there's a chance he's next in. I was I've, trying to figure out my 17th yeah. spot, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But I think there's a chance. He yeah, might sneak in. there is, and there, there's no doubt that um, that that he's that he's good enough to play Origin, and he's the type of guy that Fitler probably wants in that conversation with someone like Angus Crichton, where they can play a bit of middle and a bit of edge and that sort of stuff. But I mean, the positive out of the parasite at the moment is there's no Paulo because he's going to be playing Origin, and there's no Campbell Gillard, and that means there's just minutes to mm-hmm. to go around. So that's probably where the risk. Fades a little bit. Do you see in any world Hopgood playing front row, getting dual position ever? I think there's no, no. Is that yeah. me just wishful thinking? That's well, no. What, what, what happens next week if Hopgood or Matto are not named for Origin? Like Wiramu. Yep. Wiramu mm-hmm. plays yep. pl- plays front row. Who else plays front row? Probably the who's Og- big bloke on the off at Ogden. Ogden. Yeah. yeah Ogden. <laughs> Does that's, he start, though? That's what I'm saying. Mate, this, I'm just – this maybe, is my theme for the week, just throwing ideas out there, mate. I reckon it sound, it's going to sound strange, but maybe they do start the the two big boys, Greg and and, um, yeah. and Ogden, and allow Maddo to just keep coming yeah. off the bench. I think that those – Hopgood or Madison, half the time one of them plays as a front rower anyway because they're both yeah. on the field that's so much together. Why not name one but, of them? At front but that, well, that's the thing, right? Supercoach wants you to name name yeah. them as a starter <laughs> to get that that jewel. So well, that's probably going to cause an issue. Updates have just happened. So yep. round eighteen. It's going to be a long time away. Mind you, Manu being five eight is pretty handy, but he's gone off and got injured. So yeah, a bit of a tough one. Kalen Ponga, four hundred eighty four thousand, had a hundred and fifteen. Point scoring, stellar performance on the weekend. Twenty break even playing the Sharks. He's in. He's on the top traded in this week, but I see the appeal just because like you're not spending that much from going control to him and you're yep. getting a genuine gun. But I think it's not worth playing the Sharks this week. If he was playing someone less significant, can nearly get around it. When do the Broncos play this week? Thursday. They up front, yeah. So I reckon it could be a matter of if Walsh goes 
well right. on Thursday that Ponga could be a nice pod this week. But I'd imagine a lot of those buyers are probably head-to-head guys, right? Because yeah. they're, they're not worried about him. I think that performance last week, similar to probably what Luai did, puts him right front of mind of the selectors again. Walsh has been outstanding this year, and there's no doubt he'll be in the squad. But I think Pong is, Pong is good enough to retain that one jersey. So not for me, but I understand the appeal at 484. He's a and with that jewel, perfect perfect guy maybe for head to head as a backup in in your five eight slot. They also go Brisbane <coughs> Roosters Penrith in a few yeah. weeks as well. So the Knights. Knights, yeah. Well, that no, they actually go Brisbane Knights by if Ponga plays Origin, mm. and then by. So yep, back to back, you're missing two weeks. So yep. I, even if you are head to head, it's like you kind of. Messing yourself up for round 14. That being said, a lot of head-to-head leagues this year are having round 13 off, which a lot of my cash leads that I set up, um, I haven't – I did not change that. (laughs) So so a a week where I usually would get a win, nothing's happening. I've messed that up royally. (laughs) Um, Jack, the cause – it started off as a cheapie a few weeks ago, seventy six on the weekend, three hundred eighty thousand with a negative five break even. He's he's a nice little two week play. I think he's Stephen Bradbury's way to make <laughs> yeah. a whole lot of money. <laughs> and I like look, fair play. You know, you'd rather be lucky than good sometimes, right? You you make a, a gut feel call and and something like that lands. But without the nanai stuff, without um, Lukey sort of. Being used as the for some reason he's the rotation guy. I yeah. thought he's the he looks like the senior player there. I mean, yeah, that's a uh, that's an interesting one. I wouldn't buy him now. Um, I'd actually rather buy Lukey yeah. as a pod to be honest. But um, I I can understand why some people might, but not for me. Well, Lukey is <coughs> on the top traded in it as well, coming off fifty five and sixty minute games. I think that's why I'm turned off him. I really like him as a footballer, but big upside, has scoring capability. Luciano was due back this week, yeah, actually. I was going to say, who's out for them, though? Him, Tam- Tamalolo. Tamalolo's out, but he plays middle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nen- Nenai, Nenai's out, and so is Leilua. Leilua's court dates this week. There's nothing it been... May 12th. Yeah. So, oh, no, so there, there's, a, there's, there's another court date oh, this week. Is? Yeah, it was pushed back. So he's got – there's nothing out in the media that I could find. I looked, had a look today, tried to, tried to look for exactly that. Um, I don't know how Lukey's losing minutes to this young fella off the bench who's yeah. actually looked good when he's played. He's not – does look like a footballer, but I can't touch Lukey with that. I, I just prefer him to Gashevsky, but you don't get to play the Dragons every week either. <laughs> so got to keep that in mind. Yeah, that's it. Uh, no Valens Tafari. I think he's a better player than Brinko Lee. I think, <laughs> I think he's stiff to miss out personally. Um, I mean, it's annoying and it hurts, but I if you got him in last week, you're brave, weren't you? I think it's actually okay because this week there are a lot of cheapies on offer and you'd have to choose between all of them. Mm-hmm. I think Valance – well, Valance still would have waited for a price rise next week. So yeah. if he's named next week, do you get him? Uh, depends why he's named, I think. I know yeah. It's obviously speculating yeah. a little bit, but – um, like as if he's won that spot, I guess if, if there's a short-term injury or something's happened, like I don't know, it's a tough one. It's, it, it is hard. Yeah, like, it's a very tough. I one. think he played well, and I think he's a bloody big body, yeah. and I think he's good. But obviously, Wayne doesn't mustn't be able to defend or something. Think yeah, just Wayne. think just a little bit slow, yeah. And potentially, maybe his best spots actually 
one inside in, in the back row. But we probably saw someone like Conrad Hurrell when the game got a little bit quicker. He he probably he, he got found out a little bit on those edges. I think it was quite clever of Wayne to play him against Talakai. That was the matchup, yeah. and he played him. In, you know, against a guy who probably also isn't as quick, yeah. and he still got caught out a little bit. There was one play early in the game where Mulatalo absolutely burned him, and I think that's probably the only reason. He's clearly good enough in attack. Yeah. He, he looks an absolute weapon with the ball in hand, but I think it's just got to be a defensive thing. So, mind you, he's not. Uh, it's Branko Lee keeping him out of the yeah, side, that's so a, yeah. that's concerning. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably been given a goal, to be honest. Uh, get your fitness, get yeah. to this weight. By, by this period of time and then... What are you trying to say, mate? <laughs> <laughs> he's a fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's, the thing with him is he's played what he's played rugby league for a year. He's played something like yeah. less than 20 senior uh, games of rugby league. So that's a pretty fair effort. video that I'm still trying to learn some of the rules. And yeah, stuff and like. <laughs> I think that just goes to show that like he's going to come. Yeah. Maybe not even this year, but there'll be a time when, when he's someone that we all want to own in Supercoach. So definitely one to, to jot down in the black book. It's going to suck because he's going to play some games this year and he's not going to be a cheapie for us next year. He's going to be an awkward buy this year. They love doing point. that. They love doing that. Carl Oluwapu named to start at 5'8", 219,000 with a 27 break even. So this couldn't have worked any more perfectly. We get a game sample size of him at 5'8", gets the buy next week and then maybe a flip if you've got the numbers to do so the week after. Carl Aluapu, is he in your plans, Hads, or are you thinking you've got to stack the spine at this point? Yeah, I'm stacking the spine going primo there yep. with yeah with Walker this week, but don't blame anyone if they're going otherwise. I'd, I'd love to have him, if, if I need to free up cash, it'd be a perfect spot to do it, but I think he's actually quite quite good. He's pretty, I think he's pretty talented, so yep. um, yeah, I, I'm going primo on the spine, but I don't know. Who's your who's your setup? In yeah, so I think that I actually got him instead of um, Valence last week, and the reason being was purely that the dogs have a plan to bring him through into first grade. So the idea was always to play Reynolds to keep him out of that early contact for a few weeks and let him get used to the game speed. He played 55, 60 minutes, fifty five, I think, again on the weekend, and clearly that they've worked, they've they've gone right. Three weeks is enough to to throw him in the deep end. He, there's a reason that the dogs paid so much money for him to, to steal him away from Brisbane. And he looks – I mean, the fact that he's moved Burton to seven says all I needed to know about him a couple of weeks ago. It was a risk at the time, but he never looked like he was ever leaving the side. He just didn't look like he had the upside. Yeah, I think as long as you're, you're set for 13, I'd, I'd definitely be looking at him in, in round 14 onwards. That's it. <coughs> I, th- I think with the Bulldogs, it was always the case for him to start at six and um, – Josh Reynolds was never going to stay there. Um, so good stuff there. Ben Trebojevic is named at starting back row. 236,000, negative three break even. Got the try assist for the Ruben Garrick try on the weekend, which I'm a bit salty about. <laughs> <laughs> I would have won some more leagues if uh, Tommy got that try assist. But anyway, 236,000. Is he going to Ben Trebojevic us again if we attempt to get him in? I think so. And I think the problem with it this year is he probably holds a bench spot after if he, if he uh, when guys come back. Whereas in years past, he's been a bench guy that has potential to play big minutes, and then he can he's, he's out of the side, so he can just um, he's dual position, so he could chuck him up wherever we needed him, kind of thing. 
Whereas now, I think it's a bit of a sticky one. I think yeah. that isn't, it's got a bit gross. We've just lost your video behind there, Sabs. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe wiggle the mouse over there. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, keep Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, nothing else for you. Go yeah, I, I reckon, um, you know, but Burbo, the, the interesting thing is this week that it's because uh, <laughs> just having some technical difficulties. We're towards the end anyway. Yeah. So for me, the issue is that um, Tuolungi's out with a facial fracture. I, d- I don't know how long for. Yeah. I, I'm not. I haven't seen anything come out about what the actual length of that injury is. But I believe that, as had said, this year he's going to hold a bench spot, and that's a problem. You'd rather someone who's going to be, like I said, with Harrison Edwards in the side for big minutes and an out if they're not playing. So that's the way I see it as well. Yeah. If you do go him, like I think. You know, your Smiths and stuff are better. If, you, if you're desperate for a buy number and potentially he's an option, but then as soon as he's out of that side, as long as he's back, I think you need to get rid of him then. I think the other the other issue there, or just looking at the teams again, is that Ben Condon is a is a edge and and Bullimore's Bullimore. been used on the edge as well Bullimore, this year. Bullimore's actually been... He's played good there. Good, so, yeah. He's so been d- good in the middle. Yeah. So does he get 80? Oh, that's the other question. I doubt it. And I'd probably, probably be leaning away from him for that reason. Give it three more, um, Brad Parker missed tackles and he might... <laughs> He'll Slide get out. shifted out. <laughs> Seven rounds ago, he would have been probably the best uh, the, the best cheapie there was running around. That's how bad it was. Yeah. But oh. this week we're spoiled for choice as yeah. well, so that's another thing. Yeah. That's it. But he plays round 13 and he's got a negative break even now, so I guess these are the good to have. All right, on to best bets, courtesy of Picklebet. Uh, the dogs didn't let us use their studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had a big couple of weeks in Picklebet. We had 30 sign-ups Lovely. in the last month, which nice. was pretty good, 30 people signing up. So, you know, that worked out well for us. <laughs> uh, but we're going to speak about our best bets of the week. I'll start off with you, Hads. Uh, mine's pretty plain Jane, not like Mikey's was last week with eight, <laughs> 18 try scores or something. Um, I've got Sharks 13-plus into Ronaldo anytime. I just think they were really disappointing last week against a manly side that yeah. have been pretty poor. Uh, Nico's last sort of push for, for the sixth jersey, I think he has big game, whether it's for 60 or 80 minutes, whatever we whatever we spoke about. Um, yeah, so I think, I think Sharks put on a score, and when Sharks put on a score, typically... Ronaldo scores. That's it. Yeah, well, it was pretty short, but yeah. Just back to Mikey's big one last week. <laughs> we didn't put it in a multi because I thought it was just stupid. And, and it was funny because Kyron went over in the first three minutes yeah. and he was one of the tougher, tougher ones to get over it. But I'm not endorsing people to throw away their money. We, <laughs> we, we want secure bets for this best bet segment. Yeah. Grant, I'll go to you. Yeah, I've, I'll try and uh, keep it pretty simple. I got... I think the Panthers beat the Broncos with, with no A-Ray. That's that's carnage over there. Um, the Sharks I've also got, but I'm not going to go 13-plus and go rogue like Hads. And I like the Raiders with the line this week. Uh, they're playing outstanding footy, and I'd I'd say that if those, a couple of those guys put their hand up this week, Hudson Young and Corey Horsburgh in particular, that there's a good chance that they're sniffing around those squads. Well, we can't put all these in a multi because my best bet cancels out one of Grant's. I'm going Manly 13 plus, Tom Trebojevic anytime. You see Had's face there. (laughs) Reason being, Tom Trebojevic has scored eight tries in seven games against Canberra. Manly is Canberra's bogey side. Uh, Tom Trebojevic has 
like played very well super coach wise in the last three appearances he has a try in every game four tries his three games ago against them in one game and it, it, I think just their bogey side with Tom Trebojevic under scrutiny in the media I think this is his last push to prove to everyone he's Freddie's going to pick him if he's ready to go and he's going to want to prove to the public that he's ready to go beforehand so I think this is going to be a big week for Tommy and um, I can't put the C on him but I'm you very, want to, don't I you? Want you to. want to so bad. What do you want to say? I just think that's as greedy as anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fair enough saying bogey side, I think Manly yeah. put up a good performance. They might win at like a couple bucks, two, two twenty, two fifty or something. That's fair. But to say thirteen bucks is abso- uh, thirteen plus is absolutely ridiculous. I think Savs, you you know, if this was twenty if this was twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, I'd probably be having the exact same bet as you. Yeah. But I think we might just want to temper expectations on the Tommy train. Well, we'll um we'll put them all into separate bets and you guys can decide what you want to bet on. Uh, but, but make sure when you are betting, uh, don't bet more than you can afford. You lose more than you win. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Jeez, I always mess that up. Uh, trades this week, lads. Uh, at the moment, and obviously I say it every time, every chance it changes five times, but I'm going Joey Manu to Smith, uh, Katoa to Cody Walker. And that leaves you with 12. Tw- uh, that'll 13. be 13 then. I think Cody Walker is a very good trade this week. I think he, if you don't have a premium 5.8 at the moment, he's the guy over Dylan Brown, in my opinion. Yep. Even if you even if you do have a premium 5.8, he's... I'd, be yeah. looking to get him in behind your, your primo. Yeah, so that's fair. I've got both. Yeah, I got, I've got, yeah, I've got no issue with that. I think those are good trades, Hads. I've I've gone this week. So far, I've only got one. I've only done one trade, which is uh, Billy Smith in, and I haven't worked out who I'm going to trade out yet. I'm so looking, you haven't done the trade. I've got it. I know I want Billy Smith. That's simple, right? <laughs> I just I just don't know whether I want Cam Murray out this week or Hosking out. Like I said before, I'd rather look at Hosking for another week, knowing yeah. that you know Murray's going to play reduced minutes through the buys. That's that's a given. Um, my other option is to trade both of them out this week and get Hopgood in as well. But I think there's a little bit of sideways action this particular week, and I can sit wait wait a week on one of those. Haven't Murray this long. That yeah. wh- how how are you going this season? Yeah, I'm seven thousand five hundred. Oh. I'm not disappointed <laughs> with that. I was forty thousand after round three, yeah, and okay. starting what what hurt more than starting with Murray was. Murray and it was 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 Murray and BMM were, who I started with, and it should have been Katara and Wilton who I had in until Murdoch Masilla was named on the team list oh, on the no. Tuesday before the season. So I went the guns and cheapy approach, and it backfired. So and we've probably seen the last two years those mid price players are starting to to really come good. Well, it just depends how good the cheapy is, eh? Yeah, like, not Murdoch Masilla. <laughs> yeah, it was a good cheapy, like pass mark. Like yeah. if you started with Jacob Preston instead. Yeah, yeah I got Murdoch, I had Murdoch Masilla as my like fourth front row, so I was yeah same. Yeah, I was fine. Now he's still hovering around my team somewhere. I just yeah. can't flick him, but yeah. Yeah, well, because he is in my side and he plays around thirteen, I'm holding on to him at the moment. But my <laughs> trades are Franklin Pele. Um, think we can all agree, bit of a dud cheapy. Good riddance, I'd um, say. As I said, like you can't have all these nuffs that aren't going to make cash for you. I think you've got to bite the bullet some week. So I'm going to Harrison Edwards. So hopefully that allows me to put Horsberg, Horsbrah <laughs> up into the front row eventually and get in a gun second rower. So that's that's my plan. And then I'm going uh, Joey Manu to Alex Johnston. I, I just think 
one of the high traded in players last week. A lot of people might be off him for only scoring 40. Um, and 40. I just think this is the week. 40 is right for AJ. He didn't score last oh, week. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, pretty yeah. good. Pretty and, he, good. and he should have sco- – well, he almost scored in the very last minute. Yeah. And he was like – and that's happened to him a couple times yeah. this year. So I think his average is probably a little bit deflated to what it could be. Yeah. Um, my question maybe to both of you guys is both selling Joey Manu, I'm holding. Are you comfortable with that? No. But I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> Coming off at 33, I think he's an easy buyback because we, we've got to move on to round 16 guns yeah, I mean the, after round 14. The difference between like me this year and me in previous years is I'm just like I'm just playing eyes up. Whatever I yeah. see, whatever I feel, I'm just gonna I'm yeah. gonna have a crack at. What's well, working like, for I both? Yeah, I got AJ two weeks ago for his biggest score. I got Talakai. Not last week, week before, and he's out now, which annoys me. I don't know what to do with him, but I, I caught his hundred in there. Um, the week you were saying get Jesse Ramey, and I yep. got Talakai instead, yep. and it worked well. And he turned up. Um, yep. AFB, like that's it's working well at yeah. the moment. So I, I think I think Walker's my next guy. When everyone's kind of zigging, I'm yep. gonna zag and go. I like the other it. Way. I like it. He's taking a leaf. He's taking a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Not as outrageous as you though. Yeah, no. It wasn't like who, you had Matt Duffy and Dufty last year uh, or something at one point. No, did I get him in? Yeah, you I did. I hundred percent you did. I don't think I did. Oh, maybe I did. Yeah, and like Teddy <laughs> no. early doors. You know what? Even if you in. didn't, it sounds like something yeah. you definitely do. So you sh- you're just gonna have to I'm wear not, that. I'm not that silly. I actually don't think I did, but I'm not that silly. I, I was I was pretty sure I was gonna have him in my side, yeah. and then I didn't get him in, and everyone yeah, was like messaging. So yeah. <laughs> he got like 160, and I was like, "Fuck it!" I got Gutho instead. Gutho got 140. Yeah, and then Gutho averaged more over the next three or four weeks. Captains um, at the moment, mine's Hines, but. I think I have to reconsider after that. And Newcastle haven't been an easy beat. Yeah. They've played some good footy. Yeah, I also had Hines, but also will reconsider. I'm pretty sure I'll have Cody Walker as my vice captain, but I might just go clear maybe against... Straight up. I might do. Against uh, Bronx with no Reynolds. Actually, Suncorp, 120 in Magic Round. Grand final win in 2021. Mm-hmm. He and likes we, it. We've played some good footy the last couple of weeks. I think we're finally starting... Like, I know it's... As a Dragons fan, you're probably going, shut the fuck up, Hads. But, like, <laughs> I've been a little bit disappointed with how I've been going, and I think it's starting to finally click a little bit. I, I told you, Hads, I haven't been disappointed once this year. <laughs> I knew what was coming, and I, I've, I've been ready for it. So that's a I, – I don't mind um, I don't mind sticking with Hines. I'll have a look with the Trindle – at the Trindle rotation. Yeah. Oh, but no, I was just – yeah, I saw it no, actually a, half hour before That's a great in. call out. I, I think my um, point on that would be that – if Nico deserves a rest, maybe he's already done enough business. The Knights have been a real tough beat, but not defensively. They've won by scoring lots yeah. of points lately. Um, I don't know if either of you two own Latrell, but I'm looking heavily at him this week. I don't. He's, I, I wish I did. Oh uh, yeah, I I owned him, sold him for Teddy to to fund Hines. Well, that kind of worked out. Which I'm not. I should have just done it another way. Yeah. That's been my mantra this whole time. Is like. If you're thinking about letting go of a guy, don't stress too much about what he scores after because yeah, exactly. the guy you're getting in, you obviously want for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And that was my chat with Hosking before. Like if I go to him now and he goes like 50, 60, 140 and scores a double when clear he's back between origins or something, like yeah. so Whatever. be it. Because yeah. the yeah. guy I'm getting in is probably going to be yeah, like 70, 80, 80. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could go Trebojevic. Which one? Turbo. Turbo. <laughs> I didn't know if you had Tommy at the moment. Nah, I nah, was just, Tommy. You'd you go off Tommy sometimes. Could go Tommy. Could go Tommy against Canberra. I mean, you, you, you've made the bet, mate. You've got to, you've got yeah, to, you, to stick to you, it. You I'm happy to stick I've got with Tommy it now. now. I might even 
When did they play? The last game. Last no, game. I, can't do that I feel like there's still a good couple of VC opportunities this week as well. So you just you, you just got to have Who a look you got at for me. Well, I don't mind. I don't mind your Cleary call. I just would be yeah. VCing him because I've got Latrell to back it up or Hines yeah. to back it up. That's and the thing. Like I've just rotated Hines and Cleary the whole year, with my, and it yep. just annoys me that they're both. I think backs. the I think as long as you've got someone who's either a Warriors player who's on the buy, and especially given they're the two of the biggest ones are front rowers, which is a great spot to have an I'm AE. Also, I'm probably going to have to play Kepi this week again, which isn't, <laughs> which isn't too bad because they've got um, Aloye out. Um, Jerbo. Jerbo's back, apparently. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Named, I think. Uh, nice. Yep. Else is 13 out. Plus. I can't remember. Chulangi is <laughs> out, but he plays on the edge and <laughs> Saz will spray me because I yep. compared the two. But yeah, anyway, Kepi is plodding along. Yeah. He's I, quietly plodding. Not. I, I'm lucky. I've got I've got Howarth who I've been able to loop like three times already. My VCs have gone bananas, so it's it's been great for me. But I'll probably be looking at the same thing again this week. I like it. What about you, Savs? With what trades? The captains. The captains. I already said. You said yeah, Hines. Hines or Turbo. I, oh, I want right. to know what you're going to stick with. I want the. I want oh. what you're going to do. Put it on paper. I guess <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see where we are. After a few games, I want to see how Teddy goes against the Dragons on uh, six o'clock on Friday. If he does, see if he does no good, then I'd be more inclined to stick with Hines just to stay with the pack and make sure I don't miss out on big score. But if he goes bonkers, I yep. might go Teddy. Yeah, oh, sorry, Turbo. Turbo, yeah, fair enough. Any thoughts of Fafita versus the Dogs? I've heard Three times in a row. I've heard a few people throwing his name out, going, "Oh, I should have captain. I was going to captain. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think he has that like." Mega really ceiling. big ceiling like yeah. Hines and Cleary kind of do. But he does. I, I can't see him scoring 180 these days. I don't know. I just don't see it. But I mean, he could go mm. full Scott Sorensen on someone yeah, shortly. Right. <laughs> and it's the dogs. Like He's got a good and he's, he's left be, to right pass. He's been, another right guy, to left. he's been another guy that's like had a bit of criticism in the media and like finally stepping up for Origin. And like this is his, this last, is his last, last go oh, of it. He's locked in. Sunday Arvo, 2 p.m., I think someone's gotten into his ear in the off season and, foreign maybe, and just changed the style of how he plays. He's he, some of the interviews he's given during games this year, or sorry, after games this year, have been a lot more mature. Yeah, a lot more talking about his role within the team and working a little bit harder out of his own end. Just the little things that you want your back rowers to be doing yeah. that he hasn't done in the past. Yeah, or Holbrook hasn't allowed him to do in the past. He's doing it really well this year. So it's not just those. Tries that he's scoring, his base is actually, or his base power is actually up significantly on yeah. previous years, which is probably means he's got a really low low floor. So no, I have no issue with anyone captaining him this week. Guess see how you're going, and then uh, play it on from there. Yeah. All right, we done. Origin sides. Oh, <laughs> how did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's um do our origin sides. Let's do it. I'll start with you, Had. Since right, you're, you're, I'm just gonna throw out there that this is the side. I would pick, not the side <laughs> yep. that will get picked, because I know this will not happen. Yep. At fullback, I've got Dylan Edwards. I think he's made for Origin. Uh, won't, we've got the heaps to get through, so I won't blabber on too much. I've got Turbo on the wing. I think obviously he's not playing his best. I think giving him some grunt work might be might be okay. <laughs> uh, Latrell, Campbell, Graham, Centers, Toto on the other wing. I think I've gone Hines at six. I think he's just too good not to pick. Cleary seven, Haas. Front row. I've just gone Cook over Coruscant. Uh Jerbo, if he's fit, Olakuatu on one edge. Murray starts on the other edge, but probably in my eyes, in my the great coach I would be, uh, would move into the middle. Uh, Yo at, at lock. Burton at fourteen. Martin, assuming he gets through the next couple of weeks, 
Junior Polo and either like Saifidi or Hudson Young. Depends if you want to go big or small. Hate the Saifidi one. They've been so bad oh. this year. No, I agree. But Awful. You guys let me know what you're picking. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look at a couple maybe contentious positions rather than sort of a full side because I think there's going to be a lot, you know, yeah, without, yeah. I, I like your idea, Hads, of, of what you'd pick. I think that we know a lot of the core guys in the side. I do think we're going to run dual hookers this year. I think that's a great idea. I would also go, just because the makeup of our bench is so uh, – we've got so many big-minute players, I would be happy to also carry Burton at 15 on top of that and then only have two forwards on the bench. Um, I'd like Murray to start on one edge, but I'd like Hudson Young to be the guy that comes in on that edge, not Olakawatu. I think Hudson's dead set made for origin. He's he's an out and out footballer. So who's starting on your other edge then? I haven't looked. At, I haven't worked out who <laughs> I want on my other edge yet. But I, I would probably. So still, I think there's room for both. I, I think there is room for both, but I think there's we probably need one edge to be a little bit more defensively sound. I'd yeah. say. Um, and in the in the back line, I think there's two contentious positions. I'm not picking Turbo purely because I. I don't want to carry him in that game one. Happy to have him straight back in game two if he's if he's fit. He reckons he's fit though. He's been saying he's yeah. He's fit. I, I'm, my eyes are telling me something different. <laughs> I think um, as much as I like, as much as I want him to be fit and I want him to be there because I think he's quality. I don't for my super. I, I've, side, I think Latrell and Toto are locked in. Yeah. And what I'd go in the other two positions, and I'm not really concerned about which one they actually play. I'd go Stephen Crichton and Campbell Graham, and I don't mind which one plays on the wing because I think. Well, I think Graham's probably a better winger, but yeah, I I, so. I'd happily have both those guys in the side for game one with Turbo to replace one in game two. I like it. I like it too. Crichton, just Campbell Graham played wing for Australia, did he not? Yeah, he did. Crichton's, but, yeah. No, I'm saying Crichton's played on the wing yep. in the grand finals. Yep. Like, I think they both way. can, and that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, don't, I literally don't mind. I'll, I will also touch on, I think Hines should play because I think he's a better footballer, but I think they'll lean to the yeah, I think they'll lean to the line. Well, my side, I'm just going to say my side. Yeah. Yep. Um, James Tedesco fullback. That's right. No, I'm not. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Toto on the wing, Latrell Mitchell in the centre. I am going with Tommy and Josh Adokar. I just think if you name Tommy at centre, he thinks he's right to go. I think his ball playing is something that he can go with and he can roll with. Uh, maybe the confidence in running will will come, but I think he's done it before and we, we've seen him in that series. He got player of the series. Um, Adokar outside him. It, he gets any sort of space, Tommy will give it to him. So I think I'd love to see them play on one side. But that being said, I love Latrell and Josh Adokar together as well. Well, that's what um, it'll be, right? That's the left side. I think yeah. Toto's, Toto can play left side as well. well but Toto I played left last I time. I don't yeah. think Adokar can play right, though. That's probably the difference. Adokar played right in the 2020 series. There you go. Um, did quite well, but it's not his natural side. No, so not. I think they will shift because they both play different side for clubs. So yeah. it will be Latrell and Josh Adokar. If that's the case, probably Campbell Graham. But um, this is just the side I'm yeah, going with going. at the moment. Nico Hines at six. I think they will pick Luai. But I, I just, with Nico Hines, he's such a good footballer and I, I'd hate to see him go his whole career without playing Origin just because combinations. And I think... Pick him while you can, because if we win this game and he doesn't get picked, and then next year something happens, like he could easily be one of the best players that never played Origin. Would hate to see that happen. Jake Trebojevic front row, Damian Cook at hooker, Payne Haas in the front row, Liam Martin and Hudson Young in the second row, Isaiah Yo Lock, Matt Burton at fourteen, Cameron Murray at fifteen off the bench. I don't like him at, on the edge. I like these two other edge back roles. Uh, Jack DeBell and 
at 16 for middle rotation and Junior Barlow. <laughs> Thoughts on DeBellin? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't mind. He's not going to let you down, right? But if you got Gerbo and DeBellin, they're basically playing the same role. I think. I think DeBellin's got a little bit more ball playing yep. in him that he hasn't done much of this year, but he he was doing prior to what he went through, and I, I just I'd just be wary of picking both of them in the in the middle. That's all. Both it would be amazing to watch defensively though. He's moved to the front row though. Yeah. Um, less ball playing. Just doesn't play as a front rower though, do- does he? He doesn't need it as yeah. much. I like yeah. his running game. I like how tough he is. He is origin. Yeah. Um, and I did hear a shout today, uh, Jack Bird. He could be that fourteen. Yeah, like, could, like I mean, or he could be the fifteen. Like, yeah, I, I think they will go dual hookers, but I've gone with this makeup just. Are to, you, yeah, are you going Arpy as your fourteen? Yeah, no, I'd start. I'd actually start Appy, and I, I had a chat with someone about this today. And the reason I'd start that way rather than Cook is I think Cook's running game in the middle of the game is more dynamic and more more something you want to bring off the bench. They've been bringing Appy off the bench with his scheming style of play, but he can scheme from the start. Yeah. There's no there's no need like it doesn't really bring momentum into the middle of the game. It does bring a, a, a level of craftiness, but. We've got a lot of that. So I would actually start the other way purely for Cook to run a little bit more. I think Cook's running game is kind of – it's gone a bit. It's, I reckon it's gotten better again this year. Yeah. Like he really fell yeah. off, I reckon, but yeah. it's, it's kind of back. 